this kind of stuff is life changing. And I think that if you understand this, it could help any kind of relationship that you're in romantically. I wish I would have known about the attachment styles years and years ago. Even when I was married, this could have been a massive, massive help to me. And I think it's going to be a huge help for you today, too. And we'll get to it with our Mental Health Monday with Leah on the show. Hello. Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. What's up? Yeah, it's the 20th of March. Welcome to the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. If you've never been here for one of these before, you're in for a treat. It is a, a daily podcast I do with my mom. It's uh, three principles. Live, laugh, love your mom. That means we live our lives out loud. We laugh a lot. And we love my mom, my co-host, Nancy Yancey. Hi, mom. Hi, honey. I just finished watching the greatest documentary we've had in quite some time. I got to recommend this one to you. It's not Fire Festival, okay? So I don't want you to think Fire Festival, but I want you to think of Fire Festival esque, okay? The same kind of chaos. If you like Fire mm-hmm. Festival, I think you're really going to like this. And mom, y'all may have seen it because it's it's been showing on CNN. Um, oh. It's the HQ trivia documentary. Have you seen this? Oh, uh-uh. No. <laughs> I, I doubt you remember HQ trivia, but. Uh-uh. Did it, it's like people y'all remember this right i'm not the only person that remembers I, I text a friend and i'm like hey have you seen the documentary and she was like no i've never even heard of hq trivia before and i was like what you never no, heard of hq trivia it? before it was like this phenomenon it was, it was like the, it was such a flash in the pan too like it was just this this it like came and it went out of nowhere it was an app basically that you would log on and they would have like a live trivia game once or twice a day. I don't remember. It felt like it was multiple times a day, like at 10 a.m. and 3 p.m. or something like that. Uh-huh. And I, this is probably, the height of it was like 2017. And mm-hmm. you could win cash prizes. And so uh, people would log in. They would have, I think at the height, they had like 2.5 million people logging in and like mm-hmm. playing these trivia games just to win to win cash. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had forgotten all about it because it was something, that, if you ever played this game, it was one of those things where like you remember it was like it was like such a big deal and then like it was literally just gone and mm. this company that made this basically it was creating I'll, I'll just give you a little synopsis here this is definitely one if you like documentaries i'm a, a documentary guy mm-hmm. uh if you like documentaries i think you're gonna like this is that you are um uh you it was created by the guys that created vine which mom i don't know i know you don't know what vine is but uh it's pre-tiktok basically it was like these six second videos you would make but that's all the app was it got bought by twitter and then it kind of went defunct um and so these guys then after they sold it to twitter and it failed they decided to make this new they, they, they wanted to start their new you know app and that's when they created hq trivia Mm-hmm. And it was just so messy from the inside. It's very much like this entrepreneurial, I know everything, you know, I know best. I know, you know, these egos, these young guys with a bunch of money that, you know, all of a sudden think they've got all the answers. They're, they're the next tech genius. They're going to be the next Mark Zuckerberg or whatever. And uh, it obviously fails from the inside because it was just so messy. So don't don't think Fire Fest, but think Fire Fest-esque. And if you if you like it, then if you like the Firefest, then go check it. It was on CNN. I don't I don't know. I was able to watch it on Xfinity on demand, but mm-hmm. if you don't have cable, I don't know where else you'd be able to watch it. But anyway, it's really good. It's really good. Um, it's on CNN right. now. Yeah, they're running. It's actually when I saw it because I turned on TV last night and CNN oh. happened to pop up, and I was like, "What is this?" And then I went back and watched it on demand today. Can't believe so. we missed it. 
Yes, I'm, I'm surprised too. Especially you guys watch TV. 24 7 in this house. It kind of seems hmm. like that's it, you know? Interesting. Uh, I had a hard weekend. It's tough. Um, I am, I'm really wondering, and I, I, I want to talk about, let's, let's go back to, and I know it's Monday and we said no heaviness on Monday, but it's just life's heavy right now. Sorry. Um, something that I did for the very first time was I was out. It was beautiful. Well, it was cold, but it was really nice on Saturday in Baltimore. Um, mm-hmm. It was, so I got out and I decided to go for an outdoor run. Mm-hmm. And I, for the very first time since Kiki passed away, Mm-hmm. I went over to the patch of grass or walked past the patch of grass I used to take her. And that was as she started to get older. We and pet parents, I know you can relate to this, like the walks just start to slow down. So we used to be able to walk about a block down, loop around these other condos and come back down. That was like our, our daily loop that we would do after lunch. Mm-hmm. And then that turned into, okay, well, let's see if we can just do, you know, half and back then, you know, maybe do half. And then eventually it just turned into, all right, let's just get over to this little patch of, <laughs> it's actually just mulch, patch of mulch. Mm-hmm. Now, then that was our new walk. And then it was like, okay, well, let me just carry you to the patch of mulch mm-hmm. and then you can walk back. Mm-hmm. And then it was, we just stopped going outside. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, um, I had this, uh, uh, I, for the very first time, I just haven't walked over there. So I've had no reason to, and mm-hmm. I walked past it and I got really, I got really, really sad because it just instantly mm-hmm. took me back to like, that mm-hmm. was like the spot, you know, mm-hmm. I'm probably gonna get emotional during this. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, actually I'm not sorry. It's a normal human emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, but I part of grief. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I'm like thinking out loud here. And because that was like something that like totally, caught me off guard right mm-hmm. like i didn't think that like walking past the you know m- mulch <laughs> spot mm-hmm. that, that was going to be like a massive trigger for me it wasn't even massive but it's just a trigger mm-hmm. and i don't you know everyone all every last one of us has lost a pet mm-hmm. and you gotta keep in mind like I've, I've really been reflecting a lot about my life this weekend <laughs> and i've been so unhappy for so long now mm-hmm. and i'm like Maybe like maybe I just need to like move because like everything reminds me of Kiki. Mm. Like every spot reminds me of Kiki. Mm-hmm. Like I'm still just having these like really heavy Kiki moments mm-hmm. that like I don't that aren't really getting better per se. Mm-hmm. They're just still here. And I know it's only been a couple, it's only been, let's see, it's less than a month, three weeks, mm-hmm. uh, three weeks as of tomorrow. But I, I don't know if anybody's ever felt that crazy. I, I'm just feeling like, Oh, I just need, it's not even just that. It's just everything. It's literally everything. Mm-hmm. But I just wonder how long it took for you to like, not get triggered by your own house. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. hard when like your house is your trigger because mm-hmm. I mean, obviously a lot of you guys, you know, obviously own your houses. So that's one thing. I mean, I could, I could pack up and be out of here in 60 days notice and I can get out of my comp, out of my lease. But mm-hmm. I just don't know how long this process takes mm-hmm. to where you just are okay seeing like the spots or the places. And I'm sure that most of us have lost pets. Some of y'all have probably lost people in your house before. Mm-hmm. And I can only imagine like how detrimental that mm-hmm. must be, you know, yeah. to like yeah. go into a bedroom or yeah, 
Well, how long, how long did it take you? Do you remember? Well, you, when you lost your mom, how did that go? Mm-hmm. You know, I'll be honest with you. It, it's been, it's been a long time ago, but there's so much around my mother's death and everything that happened afterwards that I really don't recall. Yeah. Because I think it was, it was just too hard. Right. And so it's so blocked at this point. Like, I don't remember my mother's funeral. I don't remember anything around that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember, I remember the feeling of the house without her. Yeah. You know, it w- wasn't good. How long um, did that take you to? Uh, I'm not sure I ever got over it. Yeah. You know, I married a couple of years after she died and right. moved out, but. I'm not sure that, you know, even when I would go back and visit with my dad, because my dad also died in that house. Right. Um, I wasn't living there then, but I'm not sure that we weren't always aware of her presence there. There's just part of me that wonders. I mean, I've I've been having such a heavy weekend that, like, Mm. I just wonder if, like, I just need to blow my life up. (laughs) Mm. Truly. Like, in every aspect of my life, just blow it up. Blow it up and just go, like, get off this path that I'm on because it's just not heading down. It's not making me happy. Mm-hmm. And that would really F stuff up. <laughs> mm. It would really, really, really mess my life up. Um, mm-hmm. But maybe my life needs to get messed up. Maybe this plan that I have mm. just wasn't the right path, you know? maybe. Well, and maybe it's all part of feeling like you just need a fresh start, period. I've had a lot of fresh starts, though. You know? <laughs> you know, Baltimore was the fresh start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I know. And you can't keep running. I mean, you cannot keep running from your emotions. There's no there's no question about that. But from places that remind you of sad things. Yeah. You know, maybe I know. a change of scenery is is not a bad thing. I just um I guess it's just hard for me because I I just don't know how long you can go in your life being unhappy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Until you're just kind of like, all right. Like, I feel like I'm just, I'm not, I'm, I'm at a point now where like, I don't feel like I'm trying to make my life happier. <laughs> I'm just like mm-hmm. surrendering to the unhappiness, you know, and mm-hmm. it's a dangerous mm-hmm. place to be a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And this podcast mm-hmm. has kind of turned into this. I didn't really expect it to be like this finding happiness podcast. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I thought maybe there for a minute, maybe like, like, Having a romantic partner might be maybe that's what I'm missing. If I just had that, maybe that would be like the, the thing. But mm-hmm. you know, as time goes on, I'm just I don't think that's the answer either. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we have to keep seeking. Uh, it's fine. There. It's fine, y'all. It's all gonna be. We're just only, one what? day. This podcast is literally time. gonna be, uh, you know, three years old this week, <laughs> and we're wow. still out here trying to figure this out. That's crazy. Still isn't trying it? to figure this out. Yeah, it's nuts. Mm-hmm. It's nuts. It's nuts. It's nuts. Mm-hmm. Did you guys do anything for St. Patrick's Day? No. Yeah, I know. Is it funny? I, totally I think ignored we, it. <laughs> as we get older, uh, my buddy Dan, which you guys know, uh, he texts me. Well, I, I text him on early Saturday because I said uh, I want to see if he wanted to play Mario Kart. Him and I will usually on the weekend at least once hop on the Nintendo online and play right. and. He like he texts me back at like eleven thirty my time, which he lives in Tennessee now, so it'd be ten thirty his time. I go, like, oh, sorry, I'm just waking up. I went out last <laughs> night for St. Patrick's Day. I'm like, I forgot that was even an option. <laughs> oh jeez, <laughs> like, I forgot people still did that. Like I forgot that like 
<laughs> hey, you could still go out and do that and be that. You could sleep this late. <laughs> I still yeah, wake I'm up. Surpri- at, I'm surprised Dan can do that. Like at the very at the very best, I can sleep in till you know five on the weekends. <laughs> the very very best. Right. That's if all goes well. That's usually not even. <laughs> and doesn't he get thing. up early? And I don't think so. No, he's got a different oh, okay. different job now, so he's not doing as much. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. Um, but I didn't. I, it was funny because I was walking around a little bit Saturday, and it's funny because I think it's like, I think only if you're under the age of thirty. And tell me if I'm wrong, because if you guys did something, you're over the age of thirty. Let me know. But I feel like it's like an under the age of thirty thing to do. I think once you turn thirty, you don't celebrate St. Patrick's Day anymore. You've now entered into that new phase, which is. Uh, and again, I'll be sensitive to this. Uh, so, cause I know some of you guys listen with your kids, so mm-hmm. I'll be sensitive to this, but you enter into the phase where, you know, the leprechaun starts to come to your house, which <laughs> why that ever became a thing. Again, I will also, this is my only time I get to, to bitch about this twice a year. Number one, when elf on the shelf comes to visit. Uh-huh. And then number two, when the, when the leprechaun comes to visit, right. Uh-huh. And you set up these traps, like y'all are making life too hard. Oh, you're making life too hard. (laughs) You don't need to be adding stuff like this. Life is hard enough. We never played the leprechaun game. I'm the, well, you mean the leprechaun never came to our house? Is that what you mean? No, I don't think it wasn't a thing. Uh, no, it wasn't a thing that it was. No. That's what I'm saying. It's it's this generation. It's these damn millennials. It's, it's us. No. Yeah, it's all of a sudden like we we feel like we got to give our kids better, and so now the leprechaun has to come to the house, which is just oh, don't y'all got enough going on? Like, don't you got enough things to worry about in your life? Like, and enough activities? Yeah, I mean, at the end of my day, There's I can't. No last thing I, last thing I have, last thing I have energy for is to think about what the leprechaun is going to do tonight. You know what I mean? Like, I just. Just can't do it. Um, here's a few stats on St. Patrick's Day. Uh, about a third of people, by the way, about 34% of people say they were going to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. I guarantee all of those are under the age of 30 because everybody else is at home wondering <laughs> what the leprechaun's going to do. Uh-huh. Buying green food dye. But I guarantee you every store is probably sold out of green food dye. I'm remembering the, all that from last year now. I, the, yeah, I'm yeah, seeing this, this all that now. Y'all know. Y'all know. This drives yes. me crazy. Yes, you know, and people crazy. really went to extremes, like tore their house up and yeah, destroy. Like, oh, you, you destroy geez. it for no reason. Uh, <laughs> you really, you know. Oh man, just I terrible. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so I um, uh, also on wait, was, oh, oh, another thing I was talking about too is, are we still? And I mentioned this on the radio show Friday, but obviously we had already recorded Mama's Boy, but. Are we still, do we still pinch when people don't wear green? Is that a thing? Because I feel like that's, that's <laughs> like bullying. I remember that. You know what yeah. I mean? I feel like, mm-hmm. I feel like nowadays and tell me, and parents tell me if that's a thing. Like, do people still pinch? First off, nobody better be pinching nobody, no office place no more for any <laughs> reason. Exactly right? right. Like don't, do not touch your coworkers for, and that's, if, any, if I've learned anything in the last five years <laughs> is don't touch your coworkers for any yes. reason whatsoever. Right. Avoid holiday parties really, because that's just going to be. <laughs> It's going to be bad. It's just going to be a bad situation, man. And then um, on top of that, then we have um, uh, the um, – oh, 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 the pinching when you, were, when you were a kid, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, when you were a kid back in the day, if you, like, you would have to like – it was like your badge of honor. Like you better <laughs> – you better wear it. You better wear your, you know, your <laughs> green. And God, if, you're, you if you forgot or your parent forgot, <laughs> uh-huh. 
guys, your life is about to be terrible for a minute. It was going to be rough, man. (laughs) But let me know, like, is that the kids still pinch? And like, I don't just because to me, it just screams bullying. But, you know, I've got trauma. So who knows? (laughs) All right. uh, Let's do our quote for today, mom. Okay, this is from someone named Wallace D. Waddles. I can't wait to Google him and figure it out. Um, (laughs) The purpose of life for man is growth just as the purpose of life for trees and plants is growth. And I like that quote because it reminds me that we're all part of the universe. You know, we're just one small part of nature. Um, Yeah. And that, you know, we're all growing and that there's a master plan for the growth of everything and that we are here to steward some of that mostly ourselves but you know the earth and the planet um our animals you know other living things uh, but, yeah. but we're really all part of the universe i feel like my my creator um took a break <laughs> <laughs> i feel like he's just, off just duty challenging right now. it's just challenging you he's just over here like I'm going to take about, I'm going to take about 10 years off and I'll see you in a little bit. Good luck. Jeez. Oh, There's no real plan here. You just got to go out there and figure it out. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. all right. Honestly, I think that's what most of us have to do, honey. I don't know. We all have to just figure it out. Why does it feel like everybody else's life is fine? Um, because <laughs> not fine, it's but- not. I just feel like, God, like, how can I be so off? I don't know. How can I be so far away from happiness and still be striking out? I just don't. It's just unbelievable to me that any and like any avenue that I take that I think might be the answer mm-hmm. is just not the answer. Well, maybe you're looking in the wrong places or maybe you're looking too hard. Maybe it's not as hard as you're making it. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll get this figured out by 50. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 10 more years of survival. We're not stopping this podcast until I'm happy. That's it. So oh, y'all geez. better. <laughs> you may need another mama. <laughs> like, y'all better. Yeah. Y'all better. You'll have to adopt someone else. <laughs> y'all better get it together over here. Unless y'all want to listen to me crying over here for 10 more years. <laughs> of course, if I die before your dad does, you'll probably have a stepmother within two or three weeks. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Meet your new mom. I'm like, wait, what? That's right. That's crazy. <laughs> Unexpected. This guy I don't even remember what the quote was anymore. What was, what was our quote? I don't even remember what it was anymore. Oh, <laughs> growth. Purpose of life yeah. is growth. Yeah. Just as in all of nature. Yeah. So you're just growing, honey. You're just growing. I mean, damn, how much can a man grow? Every I got gray hairs in my beard now. It's time to it's time to like get some get some productivity. Less growth, more productivity. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> I've grown you've enough. That, you've got that reversed. Two Less days. productivity, more growth. I mean, I'm just Sorry. I don't know what else I can do. And no, that's it. Just this is live all. your life one day at a time. I, I, I've done been living it. It'll come. I've been living it. Mm-hmm. Today's podcast is brought to you by AG1. At least I know I'll start my days off right. Everything mm-hmm. else goes to shit after that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Everything after AG1 always goes to hell. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> um, 
AG1 is a uh, an awesome powder that my mom and I started taking a couple of God, it's been close to a year now. Uh, started taking it because I heard about it on another podcast and I wanted to give it a shot for my digestive issues. And it's really worked wonders. It really has. Like when it comes to my body, like my, I'm so lucky. My almost like stomach pains used to have mom, you know, and like mm-hmm, I do. She felt like everything was just out of whack in my whole system. And AG1 has been like a huge, huge proponent of actually getting it back on track. And it's, it's been a lot of things, but I really do think that starting my day off with AG1 has really been beneficial. And I know because I know the difference when I don't take it in the days I either I run out before my, another order comes or mm-hmm. if I'm running out the door and I forget to take it, it's just a different mm-hmm. different feeling. It's got 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens start your day out right. It's perfect for your gut health and your nervous system and your immune system and your energy and your recovery and your focus and your aging, like literally all those things is what it's good for. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Kramer. Again, it's athleticgreens.com slash Kramer to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Also, if you haven't tried Paired yet, I am asking if you're in a relationship to give this a free trial and see what you think about it. Paired is an app that you uh, you download with your partner and um, you, it's so cute too, when you, when you go to our website, which is paired.com slash Kramer, it says, welcome Steve Kramer fans. <laughs> see why, <laughs> see for yourself why Steve Kramer loves Paired. Um, it's super cute. So hopefully you'll go, you'll go check them out. But basically what it is, it's, it's a, um, uh, an app you download with your partner and you pair them together. And every day they give you questions and quizzes and games to have fun and stay connected and deepen your conversations. And like, mom, what do you think you learned about dad when you guys use paired? Oh, I learned about the crazy things he did when he was in high school <laughs> that I would have never known about. And, and there was some question that like, what was the craziest thing you did as a teenager? Something rambling like that. Oh my gosh, I got the whole history. (laughs) Oh my goodness gracious. If I had known you then, I would not be here now. (laughs) (laughs) You never know. You never know what you might learn. (laughs) But it's fun. uh, It's amazing too how people change. On the paired app. That's true, right? It's true. Yeah, exactly. So Um, it's fun. Yeah, so uh, if you want to check it out, it, we get a seven-day free trial for you and your partner. It's uh, if you go to uh, paired, like I said, paired.com/slash/kramer, and you could be, you know, just a few dates you've been together, or maybe, or maybe you've been together for a long time and just want to kind of reconnect everything. It's time to lighten the mood and have fun with your partner using Paired. Head to paired.com/slash/kramer to get a seven-day free trial and twenty-five percent off if you sign up for a subscription. Just head to paired.com/slash/kramer to sign up today. Connect with your partner every day using. Paired, a happier relationship starts here. All right, certified fans, this is your shout out. Thank you so much for everyone that supports this show. We are very, very thankful for you. Certified fans are people that uh, contribute $6 a month to our show, and it's just a big, um, it's a big, I mean, it, it, it's a, it's a, like a juggernaut because so many guys join and it takes a little bit from each of you, but it's just your little like appreciation for the show because every dollar that you give is going to go to, um, the, um, uh, the production of the show. And apparently my mom's desk is falling over. What was that? I'm sorry. I had, I thought I was on mute. Yeah. <laughs> you were definitely not on mute. <laughs> 
<laughs> Just so we were clear, uh, okay. it was very loud. I'm gonna I'm gonna mute it out for a minute because I've gotta find a pen. <laughs> It was very, very loud. Sorry. Uh, okay, you mute. I'll keep talking. Okay. Uh, certified, so again, so it's like uh, little contributions from a lot of people, and we can keep this podcast being produced every single day because of that. It does. It really does go a long, long, long way. So if you want to support us and you know um, get a perks by doing it, and one of those perks, of course, is getting a shout-out on the podcast, text the word FANS, F-A-N-S, to 888-Kramer8. Uh, we are going to... You know, when we have somebody new, what we do is we spin uh, – we're sorry, we dedicate that episode to you. When we don't, what we do is we go back and we spin our wheel of certified fans. And then every day we de- end up dedicating this, you know, an episode to somebody. So uh, we will spin our wheel. We have nobody new today, so we'll spin our wheel of certified fans. Okay, and, I'm ready. <laughs> okay, you got your pen? I got my pen. I'm ready. All right. Uh, this is to certified fan number 431. So somebody kind of recent. Uh, four three one is the lovely, the wonderful, our friend from Wisconsin, Sue W. Oh Sue, wow! Hello, how is Wisconsin today? Probably wow. cold. Cold. It's been cold in Maryland today, so I can only imagine in Wisconsin mm-hmm. it must cold be even in Georgia today. Even crazier, mm-hmm. uh, Sue. Thank you so much for supporting us. You have been awesome, mm-hmm. and you know. You, like I said, I don't think we have anybody else in Wisconsin that listens. So you are unique mm-hmm. in that way and probably in so many others. So for you, let's give it up for Sue and give her a whoop whoop and say thank you so much for supporting our podcast, Sue. Yes. Whoop whoop to Sue W. from Wisconsin. And we love you for being here. Thank you so much. It's awesome. Text the word, text the word fans, F-A-N-S to 888-Kramer8. All right, Mom, that's going to do it for you today. I love you. Okay, honey. Love you forever. All right, we'll do Mental Health Monday now. This is my friend Leah Aguirre, who is a therapist, and we hop on here Mondays and talk about anything to do with mental health and maybe something you might talk to a therapist about. And hopefully the mission of this is that you take away one nugget at least a couple times, like a month, right? Every episode might not be geared to you, but even I think if you really listen deep to these, there's something you can take away from them. Okay, I think honestly if I would have known this idea that like it would have taken so much strain off of my marriage and – What's really cool about it is, and I don't know why I didn't know anything about this. Like, why was it like, and I love these kind of concepts. I love them. Like when I learned them, I'm like, I love it. Like, like when I learned like the five love languages, I'm like, ah, like it just gets me so excited. Now we're talking today about attachment styles and Leah recently, just because I've, I've kind of told her about my dating life and mm-hmm. like the way I act in relationships. And she's like, bro, like you got some anxious attachment issues. And I'm like, what does that mean? Uh-huh. And so I, at the time of recording, I've got like maybe 30 minutes left of eight hours of attached, which mm-hmm. is a book on attachment theory. Um, and I wanted just to kind of give this a quick rundown because I do think there's people even obviously like if you're dating, it's one thing, but like you could be in a marriage right now and mm-hmm. not realize how much strain is going towards that because of, mm-hmm. of the a type of attachment style that you have. Let's talk about first the idea what of it what, is. what it is and then the three types. It's the level of security you have in a relationship to the other person. Mm-hmm. So, And not just romantic. So like w- attachment theory developed from childhood attachment. So how kids – navigate their relationship with their parent or caregiver, like how much trust or sense of security they have. And then with research, they've shown, okay, this actually applies to peer relationships and romantic relationships. And in an adult relationships, you can, your attachment style can shift and change based on experiences. So for example, if you were 
cheated on, you know, <clears throat> like in your early adulthood, that can lead to um, unhealthy or anxious, like un- I don't want to say unhealthy, but anxious attachment, right? Like right. where you're feeling insecure, you're always questioning the other person. Um, so really uh, attachment the, the, is- the one thing that I, for some reason, I, I liked one TikTok video about this and now it's all I get. Like it's literally, it's like, it's all I see constantly. Yeah. And I like the way they described anxious attachment. If this sounds like you, you could very well be anxious attached is basically your relationship is as secure as your, uh, your previous interact, your last interaction with the person. Mm-hmm. And so if it went bad, you're, uh, you're sitting there, oh my God, like they're going to leave. They don't want to do this. They don't, nah, 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 nah. So that's anxious. How would you describe someone that has an avoidant attachment? So it's um, avoid uh, they avoid intimacy and closeness for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Maybe mm-hmm. it's a lack of trust. So a lot of it's like a lack of trust, right, or vulnerability. But it it, it comes out differently. So maybe um, so avoidance, like yeah, you avoid like more intense conversations. You're you're commitment phobic. You have a difficult time engaging in meaningful relationships. And usually, again, it's like to avoid getting hurt or to avoid like outcomes of relationships that can sometimes be can be difficult. Right. Right. mm -hmm. And then the, that's, so that's the two sides of the spectrum and the middle is (laughs) just being securely attached. And how would you describe someone that's securely attached? And they have, um, and they also, they have like a disorganized one, which is like, it's, you kind of waver between, um, what's the secure attachment. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's like you are secure in the relationship at hand. So you are able to do things and navigate the world knowing that this person is still there for you. So even Mm -hmm. if you're not with them physically or, um, something's come up, you know, like say, for example, we'll just say, say your partner's like, Hey, I have to work late tonight. You're like, Oh, okay. That's no problem. That's secure. Cause you know, okay. Like they're still, they're still there for me. They're not lying. I trust this person. That's just an example. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. So, you know, it's funny because Leah last week said that she thinks I kind of go in between two different ones, which I can be avoided. And I think I was. Yeah. Um, and now what's happening is that now that I am, um, you know, have, have, and the way, the best way I can describe where I am at, at emotionally is like, I didn't have any bandwidth for a relationship. I really didn't. Like mm-hmm. there was no room for emotional anything. I was just mm-hmm. so busy and like the, the chaos and moving and, they're still wanting my freedom. I didn't have the ability to really be in a relationship. But now as I'm like working towards it, I'm like, oh my God, like every, and this is how it was in my marriage is like anxious, like like ridiculous, anxious attachment. Yeah. I am like so stressed out, constantly thinking about what if a partner were to let, and this time I can only take like really my, you know, my marriage as the example. So it's right. always like, she's going to leave. She doesn't want to do this. She's probably being dishonest. Like every, and I, if you're in a relationship like that, it, I know it, it, it can be. It's exhausting for the it, other person. You can be it's showing exhausting up. for everybody. Yes. When you, and for the partner too, you can be showing up consistent, right? Yeah. But if a person has anxious attachment and they've had this significant relational trauma or, you know, terrible experience with a partner before, it's like none of that matters because the belief system is that everyone fucks me over. Right. No, like I can't rely on anyone. Women always screw me over, whatever it is. Right. Like, right. I, and so then it becomes really, it paints, I guess, or kind of creates a lens from which you navigate everything. There was this funny TikTok trend for a while. This is like <clears throat> during the pandemic. Um, if you remember, and this, this always makes me think of anxious attachment. So this makes you laugh because it, it'd be related to this video of, this video started and it would be like a woman looking over at her partner texting somebody and like the inner dialogue was like, don't say it, 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 don't say it. You texting your girlfriend? 
<laughs> like, like that makes me think of anxious attachment. So even totally. if you're in, in a relationship and you're feeling this way, God, I wish I would have known this 10 years ago because yeah. this would have been a really helpful tool. I just thought like, I'm just a jealous person. I'm just, but I didn't really like, I didn't really know how to like get to the bottom of it. Well, Leah, you said that you went from, this is where, where I, I don't know the solution. I've, I've identified that I have an anxious attachment style. Yeah. What I haven't identified yet is how do you move from one into the next? Like how if everybody, because trust me in, in a relationship with anybody, what you want is security. Everybody wants to feel secure. Like it's going to be there. How did you go from being anxiously attached to secure? So I think doing a lot of work, like therapy, um, both talk therapy and then I did EMDR and I learned where the anxious attachment came from. Like I was looking at some family dynamics and trying to understand how, again, my brain worked. And once I knew that it was easy to, it was a, not easy. I don't want to say easy. It was easier to see when my thoughts were a product of anxious attachment or like, cause a lot of the time our thoughts are, are, are really just concept or ideas that are not founded in anything, right? Like, right. especially if you're anxious and you have anxious attachment, they they reflect that attachment style. So there's really no truth to those thoughts if that's just how your brain works. Granted, again, like that, it, it exists because of past experiences. So again, how we think and view the world and our beliefs are are usually designed to keep us safe. So we'll never be in that situation again. But it's not fair to whatever relationship we're in in the present because that's not the previous partner mm. or the previous relationship that that's traumatized us. So right. for me, it was doing a lot of the work, doing talk therapy, I did EMDR for myself, which was really, really, really beneficial. I've had, I've had, but and by the way, how would you describe that therapy for someone that has no idea what well, that is? I didn't really, I, I knew that like, I knew a little bit about it, but I think that maybe people may hear, hear EMDR and feel like, what is that? Yeah. So I'm trained, it's a, I'm trained in it. It's a, uh, trauma based modality and it's called it's eye movement desensitization and reprocessing and it's an evidence based therapy that helps you to process past experiences and trauma in a way that's more adaptive so you store the memories in a way that's going to lead to more like regulation in your life less distress when you're triggered or when you like come across reminders of past trauma um and basically it's really to help rewire your brain and your body's response to things. So mm -hmm. for me, EMDR was really helpful because I that that like anxiety and that that impulse that would come up, even again, like even in my friendships, it was lessened through EMDR and realizing, okay, this is all like a product of past experiences, um, past relationships. Yeah. And so I really think wait, what well, we well, that's EMDR. Well, just, just that, was, that was helpful for me. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Then I think when you're able to kind of label it, like, oh, this is my anxious attachment. And that's what the book Attach I like because it kind of tells you like, this is why you're acting or thinking in this way. Mm -hmm. You and recognize so, it. Right. When you can recognize it, you can see, okay, I might be being irrational right now. Like there's a, you know, 98% chance <laughs> that right. this, is, this is part of my anxious attachment. And so then you can kind of act accordingly and self-soothe and remind yourself of the actual current circumstances. And, and kind of keep them in check, I guess, right? Those thoughts. Sure. Well, it's, I'm telling you, even mm -hmm. if you're in a relationship and any of this sounded familiar to you, it's a tool I wish I would have had years ago. And I think it could really, it's, it's a good, it's a good reader. Listen, uh, it's yeah. called attached and then, or working with a, you know, a qualified therapist like Leah can help you, you know, work on that too. If you, you know, if you find yourself being either super anxious about your relationship all the time, or also kind of being romantically avoidant, uh, both of those could help. If you want to get in touch with Leah, she's an awesome therapist. How do we do it, Leah? 
You can find me on Instagram at Hurt Your Empowerment, where I link everything, my website, my blogs, my books. So check it out. All righty. I hope that you're feeling good. And if you're not, then you know better days are coming, right? That's all we can do is just just pray and hope that better days and better things are coming. And uh, that's where I'm at, you know? Like, it's got to get better than this, right? It has to. There's got to be something more to this life than just chaos. And I'm hoping that's what we're going to see together as we progress through Certified Mama's Boy. Hey, Kramer. It's Eileen from Georgia. I'm calling about Thursdays. Uh, Ask my mom about uh, happy birthday, sending happy birthday messages to your ex's family. Well, I have a lot to say about that, but really in a good way. Um, I think I've mentioned this before, but my ex and I, and even my husband and his first wife, who he has children with, we all are good friends, and we both got divorced for different reasons. Um, but we have all remained friends, and my in-laws now, they still talk to my, my husband's first wife that he has kids with. She even comes over sometimes when we have get-togethers. And so they had a relationship before I came into the picture. I don't step in the way of that. And I think just we're older, right? We're both going to be 60 this year. So I think we've just put all of that silly nonsense behind us. Now, we didn't get this way overnight. It was kind of bad for a while. But I still think our families talk to our ex-spouses, right? My sister still talks to my ex. I mean, I talk to some of his family. I mean, I, we don't see the harm in it, you know, but like I said, we just don't sweat that kind of stuff, especially now that we have grown kids. We have a blended family. We have grandkids. We don't have kids together, but we each have kids and grandkids. I mean, I remember my son telling me one time, it's only awkward if you make it awkward. So I see nothing wrong with telling your anybody in your family, ex or not, happy birthday. That does not bother me one bit. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.